Thursday. It's last I saw. We'll see. You know, the first snow of the, of the I guess, winter season is kind of like the first real snow is kind of, is always a shock, no matter how many, you know, how used to it you are, man. I, I mean, I got to tell you, when I'm, shout out to everybody that had a day off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to everybody that had a day off. Because when I woke up this morning, I looked at my phone, fully expecting there to at least be like some kind of delay or something or like some type of, hey, you guys, like, you know, don't, don't kill yourself trying to get in. You know, like, take your time. I didn't get any of that. I didn't even get a, you can wear your denims to work and shit. You know how sometimes they do that <laughs> shit. I'm looking at my phone like I'm still in school. I'm not free dress. I'm not free dress. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Did you get out at all yesterday? No. See, I stayed in the house. <laughs> I knew there was like going to be no delay for my work. I got out a little bit yesterday and the roads were like <laughs> nice. They were clear. Oh, it, yeah, I mean, I looked out my window. I looked up and down the street like, yeah, they were on top of that <laughs> shit this time, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people were in D.C. and, like, I mean, all the schools were closed. Yeah. So a lot of people had a snow day. How does your work judge, like, uh, calling off for the weather? They just don't. They be like, get your ass in this month. They be like, bring your ass in here. Yeah, I don't care if you got a dog sled, mush, motherfucker. That's what they'd be like. <laughs> Martin, like, they go by Baltimore County. Yeah. Um, so, like, that'll be for a delay for us coming in. Mm -hmm. But, like, if Baltimore County calls off, like, they'll still evaluate and say, now get your ass into work. How was your commute? Because, I mean, I, you're, like, you're, like, a little ways from me. You're kind of out it, it was there. Good. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't bad at all? Okay, yeah. I would say, you know... I'm I, pretty much down here, so it was like... I just got to shoot up 95 and get off at the uh, White Marsh exit, so it's like no big deal for me. Word. Yeah. Word, 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 word. Fun weekend, huh? I don't know, like, did you do much? I mean, I didn't do anything. I stayed in, like, all weekend. As soon as they said, like, snow, I went to work, like, Saturday morning, and then it was like, snow's supposed to come at 4 o'clock. I said, okay, I, I got off. Um, I left Harvey East about 2.30, and I went to the liquor store. I got two six packs of, you know, some really delicious, tasty beer. And I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I picked up my son Saturday morning as usual. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, you know, it's going to be snowing. We're going to go get some uh, snacks just to like, you know, tide us over on the snow. Because, you know, it's going to be snowing. We're not going to get yeah. out. I hate driving snow. I'm an Arizona guy. So. Oh, right, right. You, you still ain't used to it yet, though? Um, I'm, used to, I'm used to it so much that I'm over it now. Okay. Like, I love Now, I can definitely, yeah. I still get giddy watching it fall because I'm like, yeah. Sort of like, but then it's like driving, and uh, just, I'll deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a puppy this weekend. What do you say? Oop. I got a puppy this weekend. Little, little pit bull puppy. She's like nine weeks old. And uh, she's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What's the? She's a little pit bull. What's the puppy's name? Kona. Kona. Yeah. Named her Kona. She's, she's a lot of fun. You know, I, play, I played a lot with her this weekend. I took her outside. She kind of went through like a state of shock with the, with the cold air and everything. But, uh, but she got an echo. There's something going on. Um, but uh, yeah, 
so, rabbit ears on the TV. Right. Put some aluminum foil on this thing. From the but yeah, so I mean, yeah, we took her out for a little bit in the snow, but she, of course, she didn't like that. But uh, other than that, I mean, we spent all, I, well, I spent all weekend watching football and basketball. For real, for real. So um, we got, uh, we got a couple of things uh, to talk about this tonight. Of course, we got the NFL football going down. Uh, today is the first day. <laughs> 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 of, the, <laughs> of, the <Australian> <laughs> of the Australian Open. Today's the first day of the Australian Open. Um, you know I'm a big tennis fan. You know how much I love Serena. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be uh, watching that for the next uh, week or two, and we'll be discussing the, some of that. Uh, of course, we had the NFL football going down. We had a couple of basketball games, a couple of good basketball games going yeah. down. And, uh, oh, yo, you know what I did want to talk to you about? This, it, there's this new show out, right? And I know how you like... Oh, God. Oh, On talking? Netflix? No. Oh, okay. Are you going to talk about that you show with the stalker? Yeah. Okay, I want to say, because I, I can't get down with that. <laughs> but um, yo, I know how you like the voice and the singing yeah. shows. You had the yeah, Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. That joint is hard. I like that. I haven't seen this last week's, but I saw the first episode. And you remember who the, the first one to be revealed Antonio was? Brown. Antonio Brown. Right. That's why I had to talk about it tonight. Like, yo. Now we know why he, like, left the Steelers here. Like. <laughs> and that hippo costume of him was pretty dope. Yo. And he did the Bobby, was the Bobby Brown yeah, song, right? Like, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yo, I really enjoyed that. And, yeah, even though it was, like, Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm supposed to hate him. But like, yeah, I really, I like the idea of him being like on the show. Yeah. But I mean, you couldn't help but wonder, like, how did he manage to finagle, like, because he they had to recorded that during the season. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. So who approved that? How did they allow that? I don't know. They made me think, like, did they actually record in the <laughs> off season prior to the season starting? Because it that didn't make sense. Right, 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 you, right, you right, think right. Spoilers would get leaked somehow. Well, you know, I mean, he he pretty much showed up and showed out in true Pittsburgh's fashion. He was the first one to get eliminated. So, uh, you know, he just kept it consistent with the rest of the football, you know, with the football season and uh, took an L off the first round. But, um, yeah, man, he did good. I'm not going to spoil it. You know, if, if, you could, if you're able to pull up, you know, the second, the second show, like, on demand or on Hulu or something like that, I'm not going to ruin it for you, man. But yeah. the second one was, was a lot of fun, too, man. Really? When they did the unveiling, I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty surprised okay. on, on that joint. And, and, and it pleasantly surprised. So, you know, once you watch that, we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about that, that particular uh, episode because that joint was pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, I've been enjoying that one. Um, what else? Uh, oh, for all of my Game of Throners, because I know you ain't down. I wish you would get down. You still, you still got three months, man. You got three months to do the whole, the whole series. But Game of Thrones released a couple of new uh, teasers today, man. And the internet is going nuts. And it looks very, looks very good. I can't wait. I'm counting down. I might start like some type of live countdown on, on something. I don't know because I'm so obsessed with the show. But everybody's very excited about that. Um, I don't know what else is going down, man. 
Anything else this weekend? You do anything else? There was a, a new show I caught on Netflix. It's like not sports related at all. Okay. But, you know, my, Tell me. my hometown, Tucson. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Slobby's World. Slobby's, Slobby's World. World. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this dude, his nickname is Slobby Robbie. <laughs> and he owns a, uh, like a vintage antique store down by the University of Arizona, down 4th Avenue. It's like anyone from Tucson knows 4th Avenue is a place to be. Um, so it's kind of like in the vein of Pawn Stars, where like he buys stuff and he sells stuff. Sure, but it's all like it's all <coughs> towards eighties, nineties. Really? It's like he's got like Air Jordan ones. He's got um, remember the like the seven foot tall poster of Jordan, like the real life size one, had like the ruler on this side. The yeah, shirt. yeah. He he found one yeah. that was like perfect condition. Yeah, it was. Wow. It, I just like ate up all the episodes. It's like ten episodes or whatever, so it was nothing. But yeah, and, and of course, being my hometown, I'm like. Oh, they're down at the swap meet. Everyone goes down to the swap meet. Like, right. Oh, yeah. That's like the first episode they do that. Dig it. Yeah. Dig You said that's on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. It just dropped like last, like a week ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might have to check that out. Yeah. You know, when you said 80s and 90s, you made me, um, made me remember something that I did uh, uh, late last week on Thursday night up at the Motor House yeah. off of North Avenue. My homeboy, Easy Jackson, my homegirl, Naja, and my other homegirl, LNG, they hosted this hip-hop karaoke. I saw the video. Yo, the hip-hop karaoke, it was like all 80s and 90s hip-hop, all the shit that we love, none of that mumble rap madness. Uh-huh. Man, like, yo, it was so live. I got to shout out the group that hosted, like I said, Easy, Naja, Ellen. That shit was everything. Shout out to the Motor House. Man, me and my homegirl, we, we, we went all the way in. And we, we did the, uh, the Nate Dog 1G regulate right, joint. Right. And, man, it was, a, it was a hit, yo. And then they had, and then on top of it, like, yo, Motor House had this special where it was a, um, a shot. A shot of whatever you wanted and a tall boy or bow for nine dollars. Really? So yeah, so you know I had all the liquid courage up in there for me to get my West Coast thing, my West Coast swing on, man. And we had a good time. Like, yo, you gotta come out with us. Um the next the next one is in March. Okay. You got you got to come, man, and you and you, you got to jump up on the stage, yo. You, I don't you, know you don't have to that. do it. You got- <laughs> they better have lots of liquid courage for that one. Oh yeah, well I, I we'll get it done. We'll definitely get it done. Throw on some uh hypnotize or something. Yeah, oh yeah, you know they <laughs> oh man, this one girl did the um juvenile back back that thing up. Really? Man, the whole fucking the, the whole crowd just went ape shit. I mean you had the girls in there doing the little <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was nuts, man. I mean it it was awesome. So yeah, yeah, shout out to that to that gang and the motorhouse gang, man, for an awesome uh awesome Thursday night last week, man. That that joint was off the chain, yo. I mean eighties, nineties, the hip hop karaoke, that was such a great idea. And we and I really enjoyed myself on that. Sweet. But um, all right. So I think that we are about to go take a quick commercial break. When we come back, what we are going to do is we're going to discuss football, y'all. Man, I mean, it, we have four games this weekend, all four divisionals, games. man. Like, I got I got some trash to talk. I got a lot of trash to talk. You? Uh, <laughs> Uh, about the game so um, you guys don't go anywhere you know stay tuned and I'm fully expecting you guys to um, show up and show out on the feed so uh, don't go anywhere just a bit outside
as Ruth Rima, retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. A public service announcement. Only in the forest can you see this. But nothing beats the moment you see that. Cool! That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. And you might just see this. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, there's my son. You've been in your room all morning. Hey, Dad. Um, Matt, what's wrong with your voice? There is nothing wrong with my voice. Oh, well, it's just sort of... I have been playing my video games and electronic games for so many hours. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds like it might be time for you to take a break, or... Hello, Dad. Um, Susan? I have been watching TV and text messaging all morning. Yay, electronics. Yay, yay, yay. Guys, I think it's about time to get in the car and take a little trip. Maybe see some trees, some green things. What are these green things you speak of? 
This weekend, unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Get out to the forest and discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock. Let the kids connect to their roots. It's going to be so much fun. Let's rock this jungle. Fresh air. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Welcome back, Justin Dotside Radio Show, BeExposedRadio.com. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, Periscope. Check us out, any old show on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Tell your mama, tell your friend, tell a loved one, tell your enemy. Tell, tell your mama's mama. <laughs> <laughs> share the link, share the love, homie. Share the leak, share the love. All right, so now that we're back and everything, um, you know, it's been a while since we did Real on Wrestling, so I kind of wanted to give you, you know, a few minutes before we jump, you know, because once we get into this football thing, we ain't going to come up out of it till the end of the show. So, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of touch base with you. Is there anything going on with the Real on Wrestling right now? There's some big stuff going on. Yes, I think we were text messaging a little bit last yeah. week about some stuff. So, come on, lay it on me, yo. on the show page. Yeah. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11? The game. Sonya the Blade. game? That's what I'm going to say. What they got to do? Are you serious? It's Sonya Blade. <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. I like that. I kind of like that. I like that. So, uh, so how did that come about? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, it just started getting rumored like this past weekend. Like, okay. Uh, so, like, she's going to go off and do the press junkets, of course, for Mortal Kombat. So they're like, what? WWE can do with her. You know what's going to be next. Another ding dang Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's been talks. Oh my God. <laughs> she would be, I think she would be eyed as a, as a Sonya Blade, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, John? Santa Clara, what's up? God dang, that's what's up. West Coast in the house. Santa Clara. Yeah, you just missed you just missed my whole story about how I did the regulators for, for karaoke last week, man. So, you know, I'm I'm rapping the West Coast too. Love y'all, man. Thanks for tuning in. But uh yeah, so Sonya Blade, man, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. I can dig it. But that definitely was not the biggest thing in the world of wrestling. Right, week. right. But I mean I think we had a, a bigger announcement on our page. Quite a large yeah. announcement. Um so, like, when we went to Ring of Honor, uh, mm-hmm. there was Cody Rhodes there, the Young Bucks. They've been making lots of moves in the world of independent wrestling. Yeah. Back in September, uh, they put on this show called All In. When we talked to Bobby Cruz, he said he's going to be the ring announcer for All In. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing sold out in, like, 30 seconds. Huge show. Right. And coming off the heels of that, people want to know, are you guys going to do an All In 2? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. No official announcements on that for a while. And during this live, they called it a rally, but like pretty much a press conference that they put on last Tuesday in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, apparently, Tony Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay. approached them and said, you guys did something huge here. You want to keep on going and do something bigger? Hmm. So uh, Tony Khan 
apparently he's the the money man. He's the priority owner in all elite wrestling. Hmm. It gets its name from elite, uh, the group Cody Rhodes, uh, Young Bucks, and their friends. They do this thing called being the elite on YouTube. It's a great show. Um, it's hilarious at times. Just all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on. Dig it. And their their group is called the Elite. So now it's all elite wrestling, and uh, they're making waves. Really? Let's just say Vince McMahon, he's going to be... Actually, just before we came on the air, I read that Jerry Lawler signed a new two-year contract with WWE, and I know that's because he doesn't want Lawler signing with AEW. Mm-hmm, So there might be some competition. Yeah, in a big way. Real competition, Probably though. Probably the biggest since WCW, if everything goes right. And you got to figure, with Tony Khan's money behind that, like it's, it's the most well-funded promotion since WCW went out of business to, to rifle WWE. Hey, shout out to Tony Khan. I mean, hell, when the Jacksonville Jaguars can't do it, you know, go with your other business <laughs> venture. <laughs> go with the better business venture, man. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, during the rally, they announced that their next show is going to be May 25th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena outside mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, there in, in Vegas. Yeah. Um, that's going to be their, their next show. Um, and then they're going to do a show after that, and there's no date yet. It's going to be in Jacksonville. Like, it's definitely going to be very Jacksonville-focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their headquarters is uh, at TIA, TIAA Field, where the, the Jaguars play. Um, it's like the same address as the Jaguars organization. They, uh, they announced this next event in, in Jacksonville ahead. is going to be... Uh, the proceeds from the gate is going to go to help uh, victims of, of shooting uh, uh-huh. gun violence. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but some, some really huge things came out of this. Not just who they're bringing in, but uh, how they're looking to change the landscape of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things Brandy Rhodes, Cody's uh, wife and chief branding officer of AEW said, is that men and women are going to be paid the same. Uh, not necessarily that like everyone is paid equally, but if you're a main event woman, you're going to be paid the same as a main event man. Get out of here. If you're an entry-level curtain jerker woman, yeah. you're going to be paid the same as the, the man on the same level. That's fantastic. So right off the gate. Hey, John, I do see your comment, dog. Don't go anywhere. Sit tight on that. It's a good one. I, I like that. But uh, what else is going on in wrestling? Uh, let's see. During this uh, live thing, they had... Uh, Hangman Page, he's part of the, that elite group. He came out, pretty much he was assumed to be signing because they knew his deal with Bring Honor Honor was done. Uh, there's this guy, uh, Neville, with uh, WWE. He, uh, he left WWE last year. He came out, his, his, he's back to his original name, Pac, and he came out and challenged uh, mm-hmm. Hangman. But the biggest thing, absolutely, how they closed out this event, Chris Jericho came out, announced he signed three years. He's with AEW. Are you serious? Absolutely. That's a big deal. That gives him legit, like yeah, yeah. And you know, when you when you made the post on Facebook, we got a lot. Of, I mean, we got a few hits like off the top, like you know, oh, what's yeah. this all about? So, I mean, if you could throw in a, a name like you know Jericho, that'll definitely spark a lot of interest, you know, for that. So that that's a good move for them. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see how they duke it out with WE, man. That's going to be, you know, Vince McMahon's going to pull some aces out of the pocket. Yeah, going to break. All right, you guys, we're going to go to break. We're going to tackle John's question when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Just a bit outside.
sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You know that feeling? People look at you and don't believe in you. You want some gentle encouragement. Then you're on your way to your GED diploma and a better life. But I know they're probably just a little bit nervous. You can find it in yourself to take that first step. You can improve your future. You can do this. I know you can. You need to start pushing yourself. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need to get your GED diploma, we've got a pep talk that's right for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and find free GED classes in your area. GED on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Artist Exchange Radio Show every Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Real artist, real talk, real live on BeExposedRadio.com. I was meeting with a friend yesterday, and I've gotten to the point where don't ask me a question because the truth is going to come out. Exactly. Just don't do it. If you ain't looking for the truth, don't come to me. Don't do it because (laughs) I, I... I can't hold my tongue, and she wants to be this uh, stylist, uh, boutique, but you're not doing anything in that nature. And I can't take you seriously Mm -hmm. if you're not doing those things. And I understood why people didn't take me seriously because I found myself in in somebody else's lane. I was good at what I was doing and what I wanted to be, but I wasn't doing it for me. So how can I ask you to take me seriously Mm -hmm. if if I'm living in somebody else's shoes? Nobody can do what you do, and I think that that's a big problem that um, people face now like you see what somebody else is doing and you want to do that when that's not your lane that's not your lane that's not what you're supposed to be doing but it's popular it's getting that yeah. person money is getting that person you are listening to be exposed radio.com Uh, we were just going to pick up talking about AEW, the new wrestling promotion, headed by Tony Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we get a question on the feed, which is in conjunction with that, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. John, first-time listener out of Santa Clara on the West Coast, coming with the heat already. I really like this. So John says, can you see the Ravens asking for a pick and a player from Jacksonville for Flacco? If so, which player can you see the Jags letting go and what round would the pick come from? Uh, This is a great question, John, and I appreciate you. Um, You know, I'm going to be honest with you, John. When when we first started talking about this whole quarterback controversy with Lamar Jackson and um, Joe Flacco, we, Mark and I, we kind of mauled over a couple of possibilities as to where Joe Flacco would, would end up or who would be interested in Joe Flacco. The very first team that I, one of the very first teams, and you remember this, that I said out of my mouth was Jacksonville because uh, I believe that, you know, Blake Bortles, will, you know, needs to, 
to go elsewhere, and Jacksonville would benefit from having a, another quarterback and trying to, you know, go through a fresh start. Now, you know, I was met with a lot of opposition, and this is where I'm, I'm kind of going to answer both of your questions all at once. I was met with a lot of opposition because a lot of people said, well, the environment in Jacksonville is very hostile. It wouldn't be really conducive to Joe Flacco's personality and his style of play per se. Now, most of the heat, most of the hostility from the Jacksonville camp basically comes from the majority of, from one person. I would say. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is the one that we're always talking about. I mean, this is the one that's always in the headlines, always on the ESPN and whatnot. And that would be cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And I think that the Ravens could benefit from, you know, uh, his skill set at cornerback. Uh, you know, the, the Ravens gave up, you know, in the wild card game, and a couple of times, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, with the New Orleans set, came, gave up some some pretty big plays when bombs were dropped. And I think that we we could use, uh, you know, a Jalen a Jalen uh, Ramsey on our squad, and his his attitude, his fire, totally fits into uh, fits into our culture, um, you know, as we like. As we like doing things right now, I think that would be a, a total fit. You know, they need somebody that could that they they would like to see a prototypical quarterback, which I think you know Joe Flacco is. Even though you know I'm not a huge Joe Flacco fan, I mean I think it would be a pretty much a, a, a pretty good trade off and match made in heaven. Give them the quarterback that we need, and and we'll take this cornerback that you know might be able to make those big plays for us when people try to go deep. Um, what do you think, uh, Mark? Let's see, John Ferris, uh, who asked the this, question. Yeah, same. Rumor has Kubiak is interviewing with the Jags. Flacco has a great season with uh, Kubiak as offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Makes me wonder. Um, probably around, I don't know, 6 o'clock, word hit that Kubiak is going to be hired by the Vikings for an uh, offensive advisor role. No, actually, coordinator or coach role is what they're saying so far, but that's just the word. Um, and I read that he was interviewing with both those teams today, which, I mean, that's crazy. Right. Um, and I think he makes an interesting point. Could Kubiak entice Joe wherever he goes? Obviously, um, Minnesota had some problems with uh, Case Keenum, but I don't think they're ready to give up on him yet. Case Keenum? What was the other guy? The, the uh, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I mean, you know... Um, they, they, that's an, that's another possibility, but you know, I just don't see Joe Flacco going to Minnesota, Minnesota where yeah. it's going to be fucking, you know, the Coles <laughs> going to rip his ass, and then no you're doubt. almost, but but you're almost going into another situation with another offensive line that's not the greatest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just left that situation. You know, I feel like you you have a. a a slightly better offensive line down in Jacksonville. I mean, they gave, Black, you know, Blake Bortles, you know, and, and, you know, made holes for Leonard Fournette as well. Blake Bortles just isn't a good quarterback. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and Joe Flacco is, it, he, I mean, he's a better quarterback. I mean, he's proven he's won a Super Bowl, um, you know, a little more accurate. Uh, I believe could be a better leader. You know, I don't know if he would be that, that vocal leader that they need down there because somebody's got to grab a hold of that team down there. But, uh, 
you know, I, I could see Joe Flacco going down to Jacksonville before I, I would see him going out with Kubiak in Minnesota. And, and to answer the question, player in a pick, um, actually, I don't think the Ravens could get that from him. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, don't get me wrong, the last five years have not been great for Joe. Yeah. 500. Very and rough. The fl- and the Ravens are just looking to get rid of this contract. Um, it's either going to be through a trade or cut. I mean, it, it, that's definitely going to happen no matter what. So they're going to look to get something. And if they can unload those last couple years of the contract onto the Jags, they will settle for like a third-round pick, I think. You think so? Yeah. Yikes. That's not like a indictment of Joe. Because right. you know I love Joe. Right, right, right. I think it's just what the Ravens are going to be willing to do to, to get that contract off their books and cut the, the Jags a break on what they receive back. All right. Well, there you have it. Hey, hey, John, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate you. Um, let's move on. Let's let's talk about these divisionals. You guys, we had four games this weekend. All the top seeds were coming off of their, you know, well-deserved rest, and they were ready for battle. Um, the first game that I'd like to talk about is the Colts and the Chiefs. Is there much to talk about that one? No, it's because I, you, this is another game, you know. It's about what we said last week. Yeah, I want to say, I, I don't know. I feel like we were pretty much on one. Last week when we were talking about, when we were giving our predictions of what we thought about, you know, the, the matchups and what the teams had to do. I, I, and, you know, I, I told y'all, and I can't wait to talk about the damn Chargers and the, and the Patriots. But we're going to talk about the Colts and the Chiefs first. I was not sold on the, the, the Colts and Andrew Luck. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know that he was like kind of one of the media darlings in, in, in that and everything. But, you know... I mean, I think I think it's time for us all to just say that Andrew Luck is just okay. <laughs> I I mean, are you gonna say? I mean, will you say he's elite? Hell no. Right, right, and you know what I mean. Like the they, you know, a lot of people. And I watched a few. I watched the um, the pregame show, and. Some people are like, oh, yeah, Colts going to come up there. And, and you know, and, and it's like it's a dome team going up the arrowhead when it was cold. Man, snow was falling. I was looking at them. Everybody had their little puff jackets on, and they was going like this. Man, the elements make a difference. Oh, yeah. You know, the elements make a difference. But, you know, the one thing I got to say is, man, are we ready to give Mahomes the MVP yet? I'm ready. I'll say. Are we ready to give Mahomes the MVP yet? It, it, it's funny, like, we're sitting here talking about Andrew Luck and everything, and in my mind, like, I'm thinking the the Colts fan base is still just so in love with this dude. Like, they don't want to let him go. Right. That he's going to be, like, the future of the league. Like, how, how long has he been in the league now? Five years? Man, I... <laughs> Uh, I, I want them to turn on him just so they can start wearing shirts that say if we didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck at all. Ah! Like, can you see that? I actually kind of like that. How funny, <laughs> yeah. But, yo, uh, I mean, the Chiefs basically went out there and just imposed their will on them. And they were at home, you know what I mean? And, and then also, too, you know, they were well, like I said, they were well, well rested. And, you know, in the NFL, the divisional rounds, they, it, if you, there's a history of beatdowns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, be, and because of these, you know, because of these factors that people don't, um, they, they don't, really don't take into account just because they're such big fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand how, you know, I, I see how people wanted to give, you know, Andrew Luck 
and, and the Colts, you know, a fighting chance against the Chiefs. But but like you said, I mean, I, is it not time to throw in the towel with this one and, and, and possibly go in a different direction? I mean, how? I mean, that's, that's a tough decision yeah. that I think that might be looming over the Colts organization this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think he has one more season before they finally give up on him. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. You know, I mean, he's, he's had injuries and things like that, you know. And like you said, you know, you try to, you, you try to be loyal and, and to give, you know, someone who, who has done some good things for your organization, you know, the benefit of, of uh, doubt. But uh, – has he done good things for the organization? I mean, he, he after Peyton Manning, I mean, he had a couple of sparks of greatness. But, I mean, it, to me, when you're not consistent with that, I just can't, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't give out lollipops and, uh, <laughs> you know, partic- participation awards and stuff like that. Like, you got to prove it to me. So, you know, yeah, that's that about that AFC game. Um, congratu- like I said, congratulations to Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid. Dog, you were fully prepared for this game. You know, they were fully prepared. You know, T.Y. who? T.Y. what? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like, um, ooh, okay, John's got another, got another question uh, from John. What are my thoughts on Suggs? He was great, but I think we need more speed on defensive end. All right. How? Now, see, this is where, here comes my little lo- loyalty and affinities. You know, come in. This is the thing about Sizzle, all right? His numbers were not spectacular this season. They were decent. The thing that Sizzle provides, what we, what we didn't have previously, but what we may have now with Lamar Jackson, was the intangible of the leadership. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn what you say. Even with Lamar Jackson here now in the capacity you know, you know, as a proven starter, it's still Terrell Suggs' team to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got a rookie down there, you know, and um, as a seasoned veteran and as a heart and soul of a team, that's, that's just something that you just can't replace, man. You know what I mean? You're almost willing to bend on, on the speed and, you know, willing to, to stick – you know, I I sincerely hope that they can reach a common ground and keep him here. Look at the last four games or so of the season. Like, he was in on every damn defensive yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah, you know, me personally, I'm not ready to let go of Terrell Suggs, John. I got to be honest with you. And, and like I said, I mean, it's, it's – I look at the I look at the whole entire picture. You know, what I mean, to me, it's not just about the performance. You know, there's things that these you know that these guys need that this this young you know team needs. You know what I mean? Give Suggs, give us one more year with C.J. Mosley, then pass that torch on. To to me, it's going to be C.J. Mosley if we continue to keep him. Yeah, you, let, you know, I say let Suggs be like. Uh, what Ray Lewis meant to the team in the last couple seasons of exactly. his career would be that uh, vocal voice in the locker room, yeah. the, the voice of leadership. Um, and, yeah, Lamar is, like, firing up the, the offense, yes. letting him fire up the defense. Yes. He knows where they'll go. Yes, yes. And, you know, it, and to me it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of a different situation for Lamar than it is with kind of like with Mahomes because – you know, Mahomes had one season to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. take things all in. Then he took the helm. 
Lamar came in the middle of a season, you know what I mean, to a team that was kind of in disarray, Mm -hmm. for real, for real. So, you know, yeah, he had the, what was it, eight games? Eight, nine games? Eight games, including the uh, wild card. Okay, all right. Eight games under his belt, full experience. But, man, let's, you know, let's, like I said, I hope they can find that middle ground. Let's take that off season. You know what I mean? Let, let's take Lamar under the wing from both perspectives, an offensive and a defensive perspective. Because, I mean, you know, I would, I would like to see Lamar read defenses a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I would like to see Lamar learn how to, you know, hold on to the ball a little bit better. And, you know, there may be little things that Terrell Suggs can come from a defensive perspective. Like, look, you know, when I see a quarterback do this or when I, you know, these are the things that I'm looking for to strip a ball or, you know what I mean? Like try to give him another perspective where he can kind of help him out in his progression and becoming a better quarterback. So maybe uh, Sizzle needs to accompany Lamar as he's going to be mentored by Cam Newton. I was just about to say, speaking of which, and I don't even know, where the hell did that come from, though? Cam Newton's looking for press. Oh, man. And I love Cam, but I was like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking But, so, yeah, so, I mean, if you guys didn't hear, Cam Newton said that he wanted to um, – Mentor Lamar or what, what yeah, was, take him under his wing. Take him under his wing in the off season or something like that. And to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know. As much as I love Cam, I don't know about that because Cam be you know sacrificing his body to the football gods. And I don't necessarily know if I want Lamar to take that route. Doesn't Cam remember that Mike Vick already made that offer? <laughs> Right. Why are all the crazies coming out trying to come take me? Come scoop my little baby up. Like, nah, man. We need. We, we need. We good. We're good over here. You know what I'm saying? Plus, the Ravens made a big move. Yes, let's Friday. talk about it. Uh, and we were talking about this shit last week too. They they moved up uh, Greg Roman to uh, offensive coordinator. So yeah. bye bye Marty. Uh, <laughs> he's more than welcome to stay in the organization. They said, but I don't see someone taking a demotion and staying. And they're really saying that Roman was like, he uh, was the mastermind behind all the running uh, plays. Really? So he is. Ooh, shade. Uh, shade at the expert level. <laughs> he, he's a huge <laughs> part of, uh, of, I'm sure he got the trust of Lamar throughout the season as he had more contact with him. And he, he's going he's gonna to be the one uh, calling the shots this year, this 2019. We talked about this last week, you know, about the whole thing with the offensive coordinator, how much John Harbaugh and everything. And I said, let's try a new approach, you know what I'm saying, with the offensive coordinator. I, I was very happy to hear this news. Yeah. And I think it's a step in the right direction. Now let's see what type of, you know, game plan these guys can come up with. Let's just do some good evaluations, come up with a good game plan for the next season. You guys, we are about to take a break. Uh-huh. Is that good? Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the Cowboys and the Rams. It's turned out to be a decent game. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit outside. has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Exposed Radio. Well, if you made them, take care of them. Yeah, I, that's, the real, that's the real deal. It's period. And all that old money shouldn't go toward this, money should go to If the child is with one of the parents 24-7, seven days a week, you don't even come get your child every day. You come get your child once a month maybe or once every three months. Right. You cannot dictate where that money comes goes, especially if the child ain't calling you about nothing. Now, if the child calling you every week, then you might can question about where the child support is going. But if every time you pick up the child, they look nice, how, I mean, why are you worrying about where the money go at? It is what it is. Radio show. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org. Service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Take a minute and listen to this flashback of the On The Come Up radio show. But I meant you said you tried to so you want to stick on that. But anyway, slap off. <laughs> you taking slap off now? What is going on? <laughs> Can I get some of that wine? <laughs> that was funny. Now with the cup? I don't know. But I got my cup right here, babe. <laughs> where, that, where that wine? <laughs> I can't. Yo, Bob. Look, no, I don't. Y'all not convincing me. We just, but that was, but that was never my mission. Audience, so that was never my mission. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Welcome back. Just a bit outside radio show, BeExposedRadio.com. Checking out those tunes that always bring us in and out of break. That's DJ Delight, Mike McMillan. Uh, what up, Mike? Love that music each and every week. Uh, we got John on the feed. Great conversation going on so far. And we mentioned that Greg Roman was hired as the uh, OC for the Ravens, and he made an excellent point that I for- kind of forgot, even though like throughout the weekend, maybe the snow brain's going in. <laughs> but Roman was part of that 49ers offensive uh, coaching squad that we faced in the Super Bowl, and uh, he had a huge influence over uh, Colin Kaepernick, who is similar to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a great point and uh, good news as well because, I mean, we all know that, you know, Lamar Jackson and Calvin Kaepernick have a very similar style of play. So hopefully, you know, Roman will, you know, kind of hone in on the, the talents of Lamar Jackson. And, you know, like I said last week, I would just like to see the Ravens take a few more chances, you know, take, a, take some more chances on offense yeah. and, and just become a little more colorful with, with, the play, with the play calling. 
So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, Roman will step up to the task and, you know, be able to, you know, fully utilize what he has in front of him in, in addition to, you know, mold this rookie quarterback. Absolutely. Good shit. Okay, let's move on. Uh, next matchup that we want to talk about is the Cowboys versus the Rams. <sighs> okay, first question for me. Do you think the Cowboys kind of exposed the L.A. Rams in any type of way? Because this game, I mean, a lot of people were, were expecting this game to be a blowout, which was not. I've, I've heard differently. Like, people were expecting really? it to be a close game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, on my end, I was like, oh, man, everybody was like, oh, yeah, Rams going to run all over them. <laughs> I kind of hope they would. Man, they kind of did, too. Like, the Cowboys, I don't think they ever looked like they were really competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, they managed to get the score closer, but I don't think, uh, I don't think they really gave them a run for their money. Do you think, you think fatigue kind of set in or lack of weapons? Or just, I mean, like, how the fuck can you I stop Gurley? <laughs> I, I think the Rams focused on uh, Cooper, for one. Yeah. Like, they stopped... Uh, uh, Dak uh, from uh, yeah. from connecting with him too much. I don't even think Zeke had a really good game either. Mm-mm. Well, uh, Mm-mm. They just knew how to. Uh, he definitely didn't says, run over him like they did the Seahawks. Everyone says like this is an offensive league, and it's yes. The number, of, the one through four offenses are the teams that are left. So offense is heavy in the NFL right now, but they have defenses too, and they make game plans on these defenses, and the Rams executed. Dig it. Dig it. So the Rams, uh, Rams versus Saints, right? Yeah. Hey, and I think that say like, uh, Gurley and Anderson went off. I said, yeah. I mean, how can you contain oh. Gurley? And I think you know. And, and the funny thing is about this conference, you know, championship is like, like uh, Howard just commented, Gurley and Anderson went off. How do you contain Gurley? But also at the same token, how do you contain uh, Kamara? <laughs> You, you know what I mean? I mean, both both of them had fantastic, fantastic games. Um, and since we're talking about the, the Saints, let's talk about the Saints and Eagles because I feel like we can spend a little bit of time on this, okay? So the first thing I want to talk about with Saints and Eagles was, you know, I got to give the Eagles a little bit of props because they jumped out to one hell of a start. I mean, 14 to nothing yep. in the first half. And then there's not one person out there that could tell me they predicted that shit. No. I, <laughs> I, I even was thinking the Eagles were going to win, but uh, I would not have predicted a 14 nothing start for them. Yeah. And uh, I, think, uh, I think what happened was, was that the Saints kind of was taking – taking the Eagles kind of for granted. They kind of knocked them back on their heels a little bit. You know, I, I think that they thought that they were going to roll right on. They were going to roll right over the Eagles. Think and so. I, I, why not? I mean, like, you, you've been crushing everybody. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though the Eagles were the Super Bowl, you know, like, you know, they were returning champs and everything like that. I mean, look how well the Saints have been doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is there in? I mean, you, the Eagles don't have a Camara. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, I mean, there, was there really one weapon on the Eagles team that you'd be like, oh, man, this person is really going to give us a problem? No, no. You're right, yeah. And I think, I, I think as much as maybe the Saints were over 
underestimating the Eagles or mm -hmm. underestimating. I think that was the Eagles' game plan, too, is, like, we have to be the first to score, and we got to keep on pouring it on. They were the first to score. They poured it on a little, and then just, psh, nothing. Mm-hmm. 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 And New Orleans is a tough place to play. I, I know they say that about every road game in the NFL, but that's Superdome, man. Yeah, they hey, don't feel advantage. They don't say that shit for nothing down in the 504. But also, shout out to Sean Payton to go in. I said all the great coaches go in at the half, and what do they do? They make changes. You know, and uh, as how, uh, Howard said, uh, one missed catch changed everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, he's, and Howard also says, I think he, would, he wouldn't have missed that catch. The Eagles would have won. Uh, one minute, okay. I mean, you, you can make a case for that. Yeah. You can make a case for that. I mean, there are always those, those shoulda, coulda, wouldas when you go back and look at the games. You know, but um, you guys, we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Cowboys and the Rams, and we'll kind of do a little a look ahead. And, I'll, I'm, and I also want to spend a few more minutes on the Eagles because I would like to talk about this whole quarterback situation Absolutely. when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Uh, just a bit outside. rewarding you for something you already do listening to us it's radio loyalty and it's an easy way for you to get free stuff all you do is sign up go ahead and click the banner now you'll learn points as you listen points you can trade in for great products and services in the radio loyalty store you can earn even more points when you share your favorite station with friends on facebook and twitter enough so click the banner to join now Join the Just a Bit Outside crew every Monday, 8 to 10 p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. You want to uh, start off? Um, I think I'll get it out of the way on a who's not. Okay, do it. The Orioles. <laughs> right, right. They, they got swept by the Royals. They lost four in a row. And mm -hmm. uh, the last five games have all been decided by one run. Mm -hmm. uh, the game before, or the, the last game that they lost before the Royals was uh, the Nationals and as a uh, uh, Weeders, of course, mm -hmm. won the one with a uh, home run, drove right, away, hit the uh, home run, hit the home right. Run. Um, they're going into that National Series. It seemed like they were doing so well, and just they just crapped out. Um, uh -huh. They got that game postponed, so who knows when they're going to replay that or play that game? Mm -hmm. um, that's that's my first knot for the night. Okay. Um, uh uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, weigh in on my who's not, and I'm going to talk about the San Diego Padres. The Padres. That's yeah. Okay, you Padres just took my answer. Are, um, <laughs> they're in last place in the NL West. Um, they've lost eight of their last ten. Their run differential is a negative 65, um, which is just horrible. So when you have uh, when, when, well, let me just uh, talk about run differential a little bit. It's it's kind of like the um, how much like you're you're winning or losing uh, your games by, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's like the margin of victory, kind of. Right. So um, when you're in a negative number, that that means that you know you're then your average game you're losing by a whole lot. Right. I mean, a number like negative sixty-five, you know, this early. 
into the in the season is 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 pretty rough. That's and horrible. Then the uh, the pitching numbers pretty much um, support this uh, this uh, stat right here. I mean, the team ERA is 470, which is 26 in the league. Um, they have uh, 126 walks allowed. Uh, they acquired Jared Weaver in the off season, and he really has not panned out. Um, he's off to one of the worst starts in any of the pitchers in 2017. Mm-hmm. He's 0-4 with a 6.05 ERA. Um, in May alone, he already has 12 earned runs. 12 sure. earned runs right. in May. And, um, you know, another one of their pitchers, Clayton Richard, he's 2-4 and four with a 4.34 ERA. And, you know, in May he has 6 earned runs and 12 innings pitched. So they're not pitching well. And um, on top of that, they are also not batting well. Right. But it kind of sucks because Manuel Margot is doing pretty good. His um, mm-hmm. the past few um, at bats, his last. Join the just a bit outside crew every Monday, eight to ten p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Welcome back to the Outside Radio Show, BeExposedRadio.com. You're checking us out on Facebook, on YouTube, Periscope. Check us out at all our older episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever podcasts can be found. We're talking the NFL playoffs, but there, you know, there's a little bit more than just NFL going on right now. Uh, the only one game going on in the NBA, that's uh, Nets uh, hosting the Celtics. And Nets are up 2019 in the first. The... Maryland Terrapins entered the top 25 for the first time this year. Oh, uh, wow. They're uh, hosting Wisconsin. And a little game that I'm sure you're interested in at the half, Syracuse 48, Duke 49. Oh, wow. Get out of here. Your, your Blue Devils. Let's go, Duke. Come on, baby. Number one for like the 86th week in a row or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's excellence. That's excellence <laughs> right there. <laughs> you rocking the blue tonight too, baby. It's oh, a I sign, am, baby. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. All right. So you guys, when we left off, we were still talking. We were, we were in the NFC. We were talking about that matchup between the Saints and the Eagles. And I said I, I want to take a few minutes to talk about the Eagles because the Eagles have. Let me call it conundrum. Conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. a decision to make. Yeah, a big decision to make. Because I mean Nick Foles for the second season in a row comes through, saves the day, takes them, you know, you know, gets them into the playoffs, wins one game, of course they lose against the Saints um yesterday. But, you know, he feel like he's paid his dues and that he's proven and um, you, so you have two quarterbacks on your squad that both think that they should be able to, that they should be leading a team. And I read that they both want to. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we talked a little bit last night that this was good, this decision. We knew, everybody knew that this decision was going to have to be made sooner or later. Absolutely. You know, um, what decision do you, Okay. No, not even what we think the Eagles are going to do. What decision would you make regarding Carson Wentz and Nick Foles? Okay, so here's the interesting thing. Last week we weren't too sure on Carson Wentz's uh, or on Nick Foles' contract. Uh, I thought I heard something about two million dollars. That figure is in the in in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and someone on the feed said he was a free agent. So last year, after, of course, his Super Bowl MVP run, the Eagles restructured their deal with uh, Foles. It carries through the 2019 season. Uh, let's see. for It has an option for $20 million uh, for 2019 if the Eagles want to pick it up. Uh, would become fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the new league year. Foles can buy out of that option for $2 million. Really? So if he pays $2 million, he's out there and he's a free agent. Carson Wentz's contract expires uh, after the 2020 season, so 2021 he's a free agent. Um, I, I, you know me, even taking aside that I love Nick Foles because of University of Arizona, you you got to look at what he did last year and then again this year and say this is the dude that we need leading our team. Absolutely. I totally wholeheartedly agree with you on that. You know, um I know there's still there's, you know, some loyalties there for Carson Wentz as well, but you know, I mean the, the you got all the all the data, all the results, proofs in the pudding, every, all them, you know, sayings that we always hear. Yep. You know, you got everything you need that says that hey, this is our guy. And then not only that, I'm pretty sure the team itself is saying, hey, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it, it, it's a very tough decision to make. And then also, you know, after the inevitable, even tougher to execute. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I just have no doubt in my mind that Nick Foles is, is, the, is the way to go. And then, like, the Eagles are left in a situation of what do we do with Wentz? Can right. someone take that contract? Do you think somebody out there will take Wentz? If Wentz is expendable right. by the Eagles, right. does he jump ahead of Joe Flacco on the Jaguars list? Right. I think he does. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, even though he didn't technically win, you know, he's got the ring and everything, but he didn't technically win the Super Bowl, I think he jumps ahead of Joe Flacco, which would make things very interesting. And they're saying this year's draft class for quarterbacks is just not that great. Yeah. 2020 is looking like a really solid year. Which, Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, yeah. He declared for the but draft. In, for, for the NFL? Yep. Did he? God damn. <laughs> Apparently he can, like, still yeah, Oh, God, in. you know how I feel about that. He can still opt into the A's if he wants, but yeah. he's declared oh, for the man. draft. Oh, man. Oh, baby, no, no, baby, no. But, okay, all right, well, good for him, good for him. <laughs> um, uh, let's, uh, let's keep it going in the NFL. Um, you know, we still have plenty of divisionals to talk about. I mean, we have two more. Well, no, one more game to talk about, right? Because we pretty much went through all of them. We still got the Chargers and the Patriots. But let's see if you right? – huh? Kind of hit them all. Yeah, well – we didn't really talk about Chargers and Patriots yet. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, yeah. I got some shit to say about that, right? Because, you know, I'm looking for all the people that was on the damn feed last week talking about the dang-dang Chargers <laughs> were going to win. But before we do that, let's break it up. Let's break it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a couple of weeks since we did our, our booty huff and uh, come through picks of, of the week. So uh, I kind of want to return back to that for the 2019 uh, season, for real, for real. And um, so, who's your booty huff pick of the week? Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Man. <laughs> like dropping said, the ball. He had to catch that thing. If they, if they caught, like, <laughs> and, and it's not just him. You're playing in a dome. 
<laughs> and they had so many drop balls. Was, the Eagles need to be ashamed of themselves, the receivers. <laughs> but you're making this game, possibly game-winning drive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I saw a meme. I wish I had copied it and posted it. But uh, it was like Alshon Jeffrey did the bird box challenge, and it's, it's got a wrapper. Oh, Seriously, man, like Alshon Jeffrey, like not only does he let it go through his head, it like ricochets, interception. <laughs> That's rough. And just like and, and it's like Howard said earlier, one missed catch changed everything. Everything. You know, and I always I always think about what it's like to be that player after such a massive <laughs> mess up. You know what I'm saying? Do you not like leave the house for a couple of weeks? Like, yo, are you Ordering takeout because you're not showing up. Outside. Right, but I mean, do you even want the takeout though? Because people might try to poison you the way people are now. That's when like, baby, baby, go after the door. Right. <laughs> you got people testing, taste testing your food. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, that's just so rough, man. When something like that happens, man. Like, I always say, you know, when I watch the games or you know something tragic like that happens, I always say that person is gonna go home and cry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, oh man! Hyperventilates too. Yeah, yeah, but yo, Alshon Jeffrey, yes, yes, you are booty huff. I'm gonna say my booty huff because I want to segue that joint into the into our next kind of segment. So we're gonna we're gonna table my booty huff pick of the week, and we're gonna just go through with the come throughs. Um, my come through pick of the week, man. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes, yo. Like, honestly, dude just did not skip a beat. To be able to, you know, to stay focused and to just get the job done and to hand, like, I mean, just really hand the Colts their, their ass. You know what I'm saying? On your home field, man. Just really impressive. And, and like I said, you know, I, I keep, I'm going I'm to ride the Mahomes horse till I can't ride it no more, man. Damn right. I'm, I'm ready to give him the MVP, man. I think, that, I think he deserves it, man. I think he's deserved it. So who's your uh, come-through pick of the week? We kind of touched on it earlier, the L.A. Rams rushing team. Okay, okay. Uh, two guys over 100 yards in the same game. Sure. C.J. Anderson, 123 yards. C.J. Uh, C. C. Anderson. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he cut like twice this season or I something so. like that? Yeah. Like, where did he <laughs> come from? Like, yeah, you know what? I dropped the ball on the come-through. That should have been my come-through <laughs> pick, though. Because, I, you know, when, when it was so funny because I was watching the game, and uh, the first time I heard C.J. Anderson, my eyes, like, lit up. Like, is this motherfucker still playing? Like, I, I, you know, I, I really couldn't, I could not believe it. And then they went on to say how he had gotten, you know, cut like two times. But, man, he came out there and got the job done. Well, I was going to give him, like, solo to come through. And then I was, like, looking at the stats on the game. It's like, Gurley had 115 yards, too. So, to, I don't know if you want to, like, blame the uh, the defense for dropping the ball and letting two guys go for over 100 yards. Or if you want to give the credit to the offense. No, nah, man, that's that offense, man. That defense that couldn't catch defense. one damn breath out on that field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, that, and that's something that, we we need to speak. I mean that people better pay attention to when it comes to the Rams because I don't. They didn't have that before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that two-headed monster. And man, that that particular two-headed monster. If games go like that, 
Rams are a very dangerous team, man. Yep. Very dangerous team. Now, let's get to my booty huff pick of the week. My booty huff pick of the week is the LA Chargers. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna go all I'm gonna go I'm gonna go there because you know, I, I, I kept saying, you know, sooner or later, you know, the real Chargers and the real Philip Rivers was gonna show up. And man, like honestly, I don't know what the hell happened in between the two weeks, you know, but it seemed like it was a totally different team that showed up at Foxborough than the one that played um played the Ravens. That's what it me. was. The game here yeah. it was fifty and sunny. Yeah. The game up there it was like snowy. And I said that too. And they were huddled around the heaters, not even at the sidelines. Like, yeah, the, the Chargers were not ready for that. Yeah, and I think also too, you know, having to make that trip to the East Coast for two weeks in a row, I think that was that was pretty rough on them, uh, on them too. Now, granted, I did not think they was going to take the ass whooping that they took. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean. As much as I hate to say it, yo, I got to give Tom Brady his props. I got to give Gronk his props, you know, and I got to give Belichick his props. I keep telling y'all, you cannot count the Patriots out. Everybody was so like, oh, no, oh, no. And Tom Brady's, what, 41 years old? Uh-huh. 40 and over crew stand up. Can't even believe I'm saying that about that bastard, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. But, uh, yo, I mean, you were, you, you were on the, the Chargers bandwagon, you know? I mean, were you, were you surprised at watching the game? Or? I, I'm not surprised the Patriots won because it is Tom Brady in the playoffs. But The shellacking. When it was 35-7 to 7 at the half, I the was shellacking. like, good God. Right! The shellacking. What was it 28-41 to 41 in the final, something like that? It, you can't even say that like, you made it closer. How do you feel about River? Uh, okay, Dennis. Dennis says Kubiak is signing with the Vikings as a consultant, and his kid is getting a job as a coach. Oh, I didn't know that part. Wow. Okay. Well, that last yeah. part, I mean, we 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 spoke on Kubiak going to Minnesota a little bit earlier. But thank you for the last bit of information. That is very interesting. So I don't know. We'll see if you know we hear some some rumblings about. Joe Flacco going to the to tundra. One minute. Nepotism, alive and well in the NFL. How many coaches <laughs> have their sons always coaching for them? Right, like what is that? I don't know. I, there should be a rule against that garbage, man. Like seriously, no more package deals. No more package deals in the NFL, man. Remember I'm Mike over Shanahan that. Ago, you always knew Kyle Shanahan would be there. Right. In some capacity or another, just <laughs> sticking around. Come on, Dad. Look, look, no more package deals. Can we start that in 2019? No more package deals. Um, you guys, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we are going to maybe do one or two what-the-fuck moments of the week. Sounds we good. haven't done that in a minute. Let's have some laughs. Don't go anywhere. Just a bit outside.
I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, there's another one. Wow. Busy, busy me. So, anyway... Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. My friends keep commenting on my comment. Oh, there's another one. So many comments on my comment. Oh, I can't wait to watch TV tonight. Playoffs! Hey, guys, check out my new video game. Wait, wait, Mom, what? Huh? What? Hold What'd on. you say? Wait a second, huh? This weekend, unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tearless baby shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Welcome back, you guys. Just a bit outside. I am your host, Keisha. As always, to my right is my man, Mark Foster. And we are in, we in the building, going in on NFL Divisionals this weekend, having a lot of fun. We just did our booty huff and come through picks of the week. And now it's time for another one of our favorite segments, our WTF Moments of the Week. Mark, kick it off for me, man. WTF. <laughs> we actually talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Raiders situation. They're homeless. They got the brown bag and they're just like kicking back with the shopping carts. They're, they're looking for a place. 
uh, their deal ran out in Oakland. And from what I read, they need to have uh, a, a lease or a stadium plan mm -hmm. by late January, early February, because the NFL is putting these uh, schedules together. So what if I told you, WTF, that the NFL has a team in Tucson, Arizona? What? <laughs> Not the biggest mar market, of course. We know that Phoenix, uh, they were talking about maybe playing there in Glendale, but Tucson lawyer Ali Farhang, with the approval of the University of Arizona. What's and the guy's name again? Ali Farhang. God, that sounds it, like one hellified lawyer. <laughs> I hate far. Uh, he went to the University of Arizona, got the permission of the, uh, of, uh, the president of the school, Governor uh, Doug Ducey, uh, the governor of Arizona, got their blessing, went and called the contact of the Raiders and said, hey, why don't you play your one season that you don't, don't have a, a home in Tucson, Arizona? Arizona Stadium, the home of the Arizona Wildcats. And uh, said he had a, a good conversation with them. He plans on getting uh, representatives of the university and the state and going to Oakland and meeting with uh, Raiders representatives. Um, and and as, as I first heard about it, I was like, you know, this is just silly. Like, the NFL is not going to go to Tucson. Uh, but the more and more I thought about it, I could see it happening. It's close to California. It's like an okay. eight-hour eight drive from L.A., which the Raiders haven't been in L.A. forever, but they still have a strong fan base in Southern California. Sure. Obviously, Northern California. That's like a short plane ride to Tucson. Not too far from Vegas, another short plane ride. And Arizona itself has a, a strong Raiders contingent. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the things it could do for the city, uh, just you know, getting uh, people in there, it do amazing things as far as uh, revenue that, that the uh, city brings in. Uh, last year they were named one of the like, top 18 places in the country that you have to see before uh, you know, experience in your life. Um, and then another thing that I found interesting, the home games for the Raiders this year is the Chiefs, the Broncos, obviously, the Titans, the Chargers, the Jags, the Bengals, the Bears, and Lions. It's a lot of Midwest states. That's not too far of a plane ride either. Sure. I, sure. I could see this at least going really far in the stages, if not happening. And it's my hometown, so of course I'm leaving. <laughs> right, I want to say. I think, I think Marcus drink a little bit of the home Kool-Aid. As much as I hate the Raiders, and I hate the Raiders, like, I would actually dig this. I'm not going to be a Raiders fan. I'm not cheer. I'll cheer whoever plays against them. And Arizona Stadium's hosted national television before. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right, well, I guess we'll all collectively keep our fingers crossed for Mark's sake. <laughs> <laughs> My WTF moment of the week has to do with the Chicago Bears. All right, so we all know about the Chicago Bears kicker, um, Cody Parkey, and his, his controversial kick. Uh, first called miss, but now deemed block, mm -hmm. you know, which uh, was supposed to be a game winner, and it was a 43-yard field goal. Of course, we all saw the memes. We all saw everything. Well, you know, games – more than a week over, you know, clearly Cody Parkey has moved on, but head coach Matt Nagy is still in his feelings, still a little booty hurt, still a little salty. So, 
Bears kicker Cody Parkey goes on the, what was it, the Today Show? I think so. Yeah. It was today's show to talk about, you know, his miss and how he felt about it and everything since it was such a hot topic. Of course, the guy feels terrible. And, uh, you know, Coach Nagy didn't like that. You know, he, he, he felt as though that it was inappropriate for him to, to go on, to, on TV and to talk about, you know, I guess – the loss, I guess it was too soon or something like that. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that? It's kind of weird to me. I don't know. Now he just sounds like an angry name anyway. Right, right, right. I mean, clearly this guy is seriously still booty hurt. Like, you know, I mean, it, it's you should be wiping the chalkboards, getting ready for 2019. Right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's like home with his Ben and Jerry's and bathrobe. You should have won that game. should have won that game. <laughs> But uh, you, the funny thing about uh, one other funny thing about this whole interview with the Today Show is that uh, the Today Show had a little fun with uh, Cody, and what they did was they out back. I, I guess this had to be like in the back of the studio or something like that. They they set it up whereas they had a you know forty three yards and then um, some type of goalpost, and they had you know regular Joes like you and me go out there and attempt this 43-yard kick. They tried to, you know, replicate the conditions and everything. I believe there was a little snow on the ground or whatever. I don't know. But they had 101 people go out there and attempt to make this 43-yard kick. Every last one of them missed the kick. I pulled my hamstring just thinking about it. Yeah, and one of the guys even felt like, like Cody did. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, that just lets you know how difficult of a kick it was to make. And then on top of that, like, man, wasn't even a missed field goal. Somebody, you know, somebody got a finger. Even if they get a, a fingernail, a pinky nail on that joint, that's a block. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Three skin so, sales. Right. <laughs> There's some sweat up there. But, you know, it's, it's a block. It was a, it was a block field goal. But, uh, I, you know, I thought that was really cool of the Today Show to do, man. And uh, for real, you know, the head coach of the head coach of the Bears, man, get out your feelings, dog. Get yourself together. Let's, let's look ahead. You know, what the fuck? I'm sure the Bears employ a therapist. You know, take advantage of that. Oh, God, you know how I am about them. Sports therapists. I'm ready to hand them out like candy. Like, take a therapist. You get a therapist. You get a therapist. You get a therapist. But yeah, man. Uh, I think, do we have any more WTF moments of the week? I don't I mean, know. I, I, uh, Kyrie Irving went the hell 